Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Let's get this show started. Welcome to a special episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. This early Saturday morning edition. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. I'm doing this special edition of the show where I'm not going to have a guest. It's just going to be me talking sports, and I had a few things that were on my mind that I just had to get off my chest. The past couple of episodes that I've had, I've just had straight guests. So I have not had an opportunity to break down all the local sports that's been going on, and we've had a very busy week. I will get to it all. I hope that everybody's having a great Memorial Day weekend, but we've got a lot of sports to talk about. Right now, we're currently in the NAIA World Series down at the Common Softball Complex in Columbus, Georgia. The Columbus Lions will take on the Albany Empire later today. The Columbus Chattahoots have an exhibition game against the Chakalaka Monsters today as well. And LaGrange College is one win away from the College World Series as they defeated Chapman University in a walk-off fashion, 7-6 to six in extra innings. And North Greenville rallies to defeat the Columbus State Cougars in Game 1 of the Super Regionals. And I'll get to Miami Force in a Game 7 against the Boston Celtics, the Braves, getting three runs in the seventh inning to beat the Marlins. There's just so much sports to cover. But before we get into that, on a serious note, I've had a lot of opinions on the recent shootings in Evaldi. And first of all, it is absolutely devastating. And 19 kids and two teachers were killed. And anytime you see that on the TV. Like Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said it best, when is it going to be enough? And of course, this is not a political talk show. If if you want to listen to politics, Rick Smith is on before me, but a lot of emotions going through my mind when I saw that. I'm just absolutely saddened for the parents and, and and the kids were so young. I mean, that is just a cowardly mistake by the gunman to go in and shoot and kill 19 innocent lives. I and mean, we're talking second graders, third graders, fourth graders, innocent lives is unexcusable. And the gunman is a coward. If the cops did not respond and shoot him, who knows how many more kids he could have killed. But all the red flags were there. First of all, who unlocked the door? The door of the school was unlocked. Every school in Muskogee County is locked. I mean, I tried to get my daughter her lunchbox at the elementary school that she attends, and I was locked out. I had to call ahead of time the secretary's office for somebody to let me in 
And I had to show that I, I'm a parent of one of the kids. I just don't understand where the security was. Every school should have a security guard. The fact that I didn't hear about a security guard, the door was unlocked, the cops didn't respond until an hour later, that is a serious problem we need to address when it comes to our schools. I do not want to see another school shooting ever. It is a gutless and a heartless, evil decision that somebody can make. And we had to live through this almost 10 years ago with Sandy Hook. Just the tears and just the emotion. And as a parent of elementary school kids, I just urge every single one of you to hug your kids tighter at night because this was just an unexcusable tragedy. And and that's what I'm going to say about this. I mean, this is a sports show. I know that I was listening to sports talk all week and, and they opened with this because, you know, everybody's got an opinion about it. And I just am absolutely devastated for the family and just prayers go out to the whole community of Vivaldi. And another sad note, I, oh, this really hit me hard uh, when I found out about the passing of Ray Liotta. A huge fan of him. I mean, Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Uh, Henry Hill in the movie Goodfellas, which is probably his best role ever. Uh, a very great actor. Gone way too soon. Age of 67, he died in his sleep while he was filming a movie in the, in the Dominican Republic. An icon of a movie star, which was such a great actor. All right, where to start first? This was really hard for me because there were so many great sporting events. First of all, if you've been reading some of my posts on Facebook and Twitter, I was at the NAIA World Series yesterday watching the Freed Harmon Lady Lions take on Indiana Wesleyan. Unfortunately, Indiana Wesleyan won the game 3-1, to one, and it was one of those games where Freed Harmon just had a bad inning. Indiana Wesleyan put up three runs in the fourth inning. Anytime you walk in, the base is loaded. You have to throw a strike on the next batter, and the next batter took advantage and made Freed Hardman pay with a two-run double. And in softball, it is hard to overcome a three-run deficit. Freed Hardman had the bases loaded with no outs in the next inning. All they can get is one run on a sacrifice fly. But they are one of the top teams in the NAIA, and so they're going to play in the loser's bracket. But it still can be done. It's just that it's going to be a little bit harder because they got to play multiple games. They take on Indiana Wesleyan this morning at 11. If they win that game then they will take on Grand Valley later tonight. And then they'll have Sunday off, and you know they'll have to take on a game Monday. And if they win that, then they got to play two games on Tuesday and possibly even two more games on Wednesday. In the winner's bracket, it's just a little bit easier. So if they defeat Weber International today at 11, they will take on Grandview from Iowa later tonight at 8.15 p.m. But starting things off, Tennessee Wesleyan is taking on Oregon Tech early Saturday morning. They await the winner of Southeastern. Now let's go over to the winner's bracket. As no surprise, the two top seeds in the NAIA World Series, Mobile and Oklahoma City, advance. Mobile just had an offensive explosion, beating Grandview 9-1. The Oklahoma City Stars used pitching to defeat Southeastern 2-0. Southeastern had a walk-off win. They kicked this tournament off Thursday morning, and then the rain came. So they were the only game on Thursday. 
as all these teams waited around. I know Freed Harmon was supposed to play Thursday night at 7. They waited around until 2.30 p.m. I was in attendance, and it was great just to see the Freed Harmon fans out there. But one thing about the Indiana Wesleyan fans, they were wild. And that inning, you don't think fans matter in collegiate sports? They were on fire in that inning when Indiana Wesleyan put up three runs. They were loud and cheering every time there was a ball. And I think that contributed to the factor that they walked in the run to put him up one nothing. Here's what's on tap for the NAI World Series today. Got a lot of games going on. And we got a lot of sporting events in the in the Midtown section of the Columbus Sports Complex. You got Indiana Wesleyan taking on Oregon Tech, the number nine seed taking on the number four seed. Weber International, the number 10 seed taking on Freed Harbor, the number three seed. Then after that, then you have Indiana Wesleyan taking on Oklahoma City at 1.30. And then at 3.45 today, you have Mobile taking on Science and Arts. So if those games finish, then you got the conclusion of the loser's bracket as Southeastern is taking on the winner of Tennessee Wesleyan and Oregon Tech. Then you have Grandview going to take on the winner of Weber International and Freed Hardman. You have a winner's bracket. You have a loser's bracket. All 10 teams are still alive in the NAIA World Series. I'm excited to be part of this event. I'm excited that the NAIA offices gave me credentials And one thing I am looking forward to is there's a possibility that I applied to become an announcer for the 2023 NAIA World Series. So I would love to be a part of this event, especially if they are going to be back in Columbus. And with me being a local resident of Columbus, I think that that is going to be something that I would just love to do. All right, we have the Columbus Lions taking on the Albany Empire tonight at the Columbus Civic Center. Columbus is 2-1, and one, Albany is 3-1, and one. and good luck to the Columbus Lions as it is a Childhood Cancer Awareness Night. They're going to auction off jerseys and all the proceeds are going to be donated to the Aflac Cancer Research Center. It's going to be a great event as they're going to have the bouncy houses out there. They're going to have a marching band. Of course, they have the Lions Walk. It's just come on out to the Columbus Civic Center if you are in town. We also have the Columbus Chattahoots in an exhibition game against the Chocolaca Monsters. And uh, those tickets are going to be $5. Uh, hopefully we see fans that actually attend the Chattahoots that swing by and over to see the Columbus Lions at 7. Because that game starts at 5. And then might be able to see some softball teams that are taking a break from their games over at the Columbus Civic Center. As I talked to the Georgia Sports Council, just what an event. It's just going to be an amazing experience this Saturday. It will be an amazing experience tonight, and I'm looking forward to all the festivities. All right, well, congratulations to the LaGrange College Panthers getting a walk-off win over Chapman University to take game one of the Super Regionals at Cleveland Field at Williamson Stadium, and it was just, again, an electric crowd, over 600 fans in attendance. They took a 6-3 lead going into the top of the ninth inning, but Chapman broke it open, a bases-clearing double to tie it up. Then we go into extra innings. LaGrange College had the bases loaded and no outs, and then the walk-off walk to bring in the run. LaGrange wins 7-6. And they are one win away 
from the D3 College World Series. They will play game two this afternoon against Chapman University. I watched the game on Panthers Live. Such a great game. And I know that Kevin Eckleberry does a great job covering the Panthers. So does Antoine Prather. And uh, I'm guessing they were both in attendance. Hopefully I'll have Kevin Eckleberry on the show next week so we can talk LaGrange Panthers. Love to get Antoine back on the show as well. Although it was great for the LaGrange Panthers, it wasn't so great for the Columbus State Lions as they dropped a heartbreaker to the number one team in the country, North Greenville, as they had a lead going into the bottom of the ninth, and North Greenville came out on top, and they take game one. So Columbus State has got to win game two and game three, both elimination games today up in Greenville, South Carolina, if they want to advance to the College World Series. I'm just happy just for both these programs that they made it to the Super Regionals. Of course, we have conference tournaments going on in NCAA Division I baseball. And once they have that selection show, I'll talk about the College World Series next week. That's always my favorite time is the regionals. Uh, Kennesaw State, which they made an incredible run a couple years ago into the Super Regionals. They are in the A-Sun Championship, so hopefully they'll get a berth in the NCAA tournament. And then on to the NBA. Last night, the Miami Heat stay alive in the Eastern Conference Finals by getting a 111-103 victory over the Boston Celtics to push it to a Game 7, which will take place Sunday night. Jimmy Butler scored 47 points as he was back from his injury, and the Miami Heat just had fuel to the fire. Draymond Green saying that the Celtics are going to win, that motivated the Heat to, that motivated the heat to get the road victory over the Boston Celtics, and anything can happen in a Game 7. And they're going back home. And usually the home team wins Game 7s. Well, not so much. Just ask the Phoenix Suns. Just ask the Sacramento Kings back in the 2002 Western Conference Final. Sometimes the home team does not win Game 7. You could tell in my fluctuation of my voice that I'm still a little bitter about an event that happened 20 years ago. I mean, I just got to let it go. So yeah, Game 7 will be Sunday night. The Golden State Warriors wait the winner. Game one of the NBA Finals will be this Thursday night as the Golden State Warriors have reached their sixth NBA Finals in the last eight years. And although I did not expect this, I knew that the Warriors' core players, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, would have the veteran leadership that could catapult them into the NBA Finals. But you also got to think, there's not any great teams in the Western Conference. A lot of them were injured. Nikolai Jokic was doing it by himself. Luka Doncic was doing it by himself. The Phoenix Suns imploded. The Warriors, once again, get a lot of breaks. The Memphis Grizzlies were a very young team. Although, if John Morant doesn't get injured, I think Memphis has a chance to defeat the Warriors. It seemed like they were dominating them in that series. So once again, the Golden State Warriors get the breaks to make it into the NBA Finals, just like they had breaks on the previous trips to the Finals with Kawhi Leonard stepping on Zaza Pachulia's ankle. 
with Chris Paul's knee injury, the Golden State Warriors are the luckiest team in the NBA, and they're back in the NBA Finals. And we'll have home court. So Game 1 will be at the Chase Center in San Francisco. They have home court, so it favors the Warriors, whoever they play, whether it's Boston or Miami. Both teams are very good defensive teams. I think that Miami has a player that I don't think the Warriors can stop, Jimmy Butler. But I said the same thing about Luka in the previous series. All right, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. They defeated the Miami Marlins 6-4. to Thanks to Ozzie Albee's two-run double in the seventh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who was battling injuries all week, came in in a pinch-hitting role. Austin Riley gets a home run. The Atlanta Braves are now 22-24. and They have sole possession of second place in the NL East. And later this afternoon, they will take on the Miami Marlins once again as Tucker Davidson takes the mound. Didn't have the greatest outing last time. He'll take on Sandy Alcantara. But Austin Riley, he leads the team with 10 home runs. You remember that surge that he had last year in the second half after the All-Star break? I think that the Braves are hoping to count on him to get that surge going once again. Oh, we just got so many great events. We got the Indianapolis 500 this weekend. NHL playoffs, the Colorado Avalanche get a last-second goal to defeat the St. Louis Blues 3-2 to to win the series four games to two. Later today, we have the New York Rangers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina's leading that series 3-2. to They await the winner of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Western Conference Final in the NHL playoffs is set. We have the Edmonton Oilers led by superstar Connor McDavid. I tell you, if you are a fan of NHL superstars, then you should be rooting for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't like the Oilers because they are a thorn in my shark side. I just never like the Oilers. I'm just not a fan. And the Colorado Avalanche, they have reached the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2002. Remember in the 90s when the Avalanche won that Stanley Cup in 96? They used to be the Quebec Nortradiques. They had such a great team. Patrick Raw was one of the best goalkeepers in the NHL. Nice to see the Colorado Avalanche back on on the winner's top, on the top of the mountain, as they they've been down for a lot of years in the NHL, so great to see them back. Hopefully, they'll have a surge, kind of like what the Chicago Blackhawks did in the early 2010s. So Colorado, just just a great hockey town, just one of those cities where they love their hockey and they love their Avalanche. Oh, I had so many stories to get to. All right, well, the Los Angeles Lakers finally select their head coach. They named Darvin Ham the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know if he's going to succeed or not. I mean, Frank Vogel won an NBA title and they drove him out of town. That is the hardest job to do because you have to battle LeBron. You don't have a say in player personnel because it's LeBron's team. LeBron makes all the decisions. I've had guests like Gabe Reynolds come on my show and say, you need to trade LeBron. The, the Lakers have already said they're not going to trade Russell Westbrook. So you have the pieces of what you got. And I know that Russell Westbrook is in delusional, but they said when him and Anthony Davis and LeBron are all healthy, that the Lakers are unstoppable. And you don't have a bench. You don't. You got rid of all your key perimeter defenders and role players that 
made that Lakers team great that they won the title in 2020. And at times they looked pretty good and could have beat Phoenix last year if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt. I don't know how long Darvin Ham's going to last. But the Warriors aren't going anywhere. The Phoenix Suns aren't going anywhere. The Lakers are not going to have the dominance that they've had before because the other teams are making personnel moves just as much as the Lakers. And the Clippers still have Kawhi and Paul George. All right, so I've had a a pretty good show. Just wanted to talk about just the local angle and say what was on my mind about the the school shootings. And then uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget, I got my sports documentary with Larry Mize. He's not going to be a guest. I'm just talking about Larry Mize. He's one of the best golfers to ever come out of Columbus. He's actually from Augusta, but he's coming out, you know, lives in Columbus. All right. So I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Uh, Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Just remember, take time to reflect on why we're having a couple days off from work. Unfortunate, you know, the soldiers that sacrificed their lives, you know, not just in wartime, but just uh, the soldiers that never made it out of uniform. I knew one soldier who was killed in combat in Iraq. I actually deployed with her to uh, Cuba in 2004. Her name was Specialist Ashley Moyer, and uh, she was from Pennsylvania. She was killed by an IED in 2007 in Baghdad. It sent shockwaves uh, because when I met her, she was very young. She was like 19 years old and just this specialist in an MP company from an Army Reserve unit in Pennsylvania. And I was in a National Guard unit that was a field artillery unit. And we were all working, you know, with MPs and infantry guarding the detainees at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. And got to know her a little well. I mean, she was such a sweet girl. I mean, she was engaged. I mean, she had a a fiancé, and and they were both in the same unit. And uh, I I always honor her memory every time Memorial Day comes around because she was gone way too soon. She was only 22 years old. And so I remember that name every time Memorial Day happens. Uh, Sergeant Ashley Moore. She was a specialist when I knew her at Guantanamo Bay, she got promoted to sergeant. So Sergeant Ashley Moyer, uh, it gets emotional because that's a, that's the one soldier. I mean, of course I, I, I know soldiers that were killed in car accidents and, uh, but this is the only soldier that I've, I knew who she was and we talked and I got to know her while I was in Cuba. And when I found out she was killed in combat in Iraq, And of course, there are many, many stories of soldiers that sacrifice their lives in combat. And this day is more than just hanging out with your family and having a barbecue and enjoying a day off from work. Well, I do appreciate everybody that has listened to my podcast. Don't forget that I'm on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend. I will be back on Monday. Uh, I will have my sports documentary with Dave Plata on Larry Mize. That will air tomorrow. It's a full week of shows here on the Sports Beat. And that's what I'd like to do is just give you the content that you want to hear. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you later. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.